Data is sort of where it is. In this world where the atomic unit upon which everything is built is the claim, there are charts and other piles of data that feed the creation of claims that people try to monetize and use for all kinds of things. The claim is actually kind of a crappy oh, terrible. sort of echo of care. Yeah, oh, and, and the care is a crappy echo of symptoms, right? You're in there all day feeling something and it's getting a little worse. Is it getting worse? I can't tell. God, it's really hard to pee today. Like, is that neat? You know, that, that's going on all day. And then all of a sudden, it's all kind of crunched into a seven-minute moment with your pants down on wax paper with a doctor. You know, it's like, ah. <laughs> uh, and then the doctor takes the seven minutes and tries to crunch it into a code yep. with a bunch of backup codes that explain why that code and not some other code, yep. right? And then that data, that weird crunch up of a crunch up of a crunch up, that's the data that everybody's fighting about, fighting well, over. They are like, now. <laughs> have at it. Welcome back to a fireside chat with Chillmark Research, looking at healthcare IT with a lens to the future. So, I've known you for quite a while, yeah. since you're back doing the More Disruption Please up at your campgrounds. You were um, a More Disruption Please entrepreneur yourself. I was, yeah. I was trying to do something around mental health and medication adherence at the time. That was it's a great just, experience. You, you might have been early. It's, it's, it's all the rage right now. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> definitely, We were definitely a little early for that. I don't think the market was ready because everybody was doing EHRs at the time. That's right. You guys were solving the problems that everybody cared about. Um, obviously, a lot has changed since then. You're no longer with Athena Health. Athena Health has gone through new management twice, or yeah. new ownership twice since you've been gone. Yeah. So we can stay clear of the Athena Health stuff unless there's anything you want to talk about there. No. Still a great company, I think. <laughs> yeah. They seem to be doing really well. And you're now doing Zeus Health. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how your experiences working with Athena led you to want to create Zeus Health. Well, Zeus was... Uh was all the things that seemed really hard to do at Athena, uh, or is all the things that seemed really hard to do at Athena. Athena serves more of the traditional office-based provider, health system and, and medical group. Those customers want to control their own data, are a little cautious about sharing it. And how the architecture of Athena is very much around people who have a visit to the office as their center of gravity, yep. ending in a medical claim. Uh, and what I have found to be exciting and interesting is the arrival now of thousands of companies that aren't oriented around the visit to the office and aren't oriented around the sort of the atomic unit of their world is not the medical claim. Yeah. Companies that monitor drug adherence with lots and lots of Jiminy Cricket-like texts and videos and support nudges. Companies like Whoop and Noom and Calibrate that yeah. help you with weight and all those you know, worried well services and apps. <laughs> yes, the worried well, uh, you know, as it sort of touches the blood-brain barrier of traditional medicine. Yeah. And, you know, the research has been clear for years, but now we're starting to see it turned into practical businesses. If you do worried well, well, you get less expensive on the intervention medicine side. And so all of these companies are, you know, by their nature, right, they're, they're focused factories, they're narrow, and they are very much interested in federating medical data. They don't want to build a moat around themselves. They want to integrate themselves into care experiences of, of patients nationally yep. and across many specialties. So they are happy to work in a kind of a sh on, on, on a shared record. So Zeus has built the tools for that kind of company. So it's a national master patient index. It's a national longitudinal data record, a vault for every American. And then it's a series of APIs to build out tools like patient relationship management, 
a registration, intake, yep. uh, referral, all the things that these new companies have as their sort of operational center of gravity. We go and deal with the old med world. We go get the claims and the charts and the scripts in the labs and bring them in so that these guys don't have to deal with it. And then we provide a really highly performant fire native operational data platform to build on. Okay. So how many people have you had building on it? Do you have anyone actually developing on this yet or is it there's a sandbox uh that that you're all welcome zeus.health z-u-s dot h-e-a-l-t-h uh and there's about 50 companies in there now we've got one that signed a contract today which we're excited about and you know we're hoping that we'll get a few dozen by the end of the quarter just getting those early stories built yeah on the platform yeah just showing success getting people to yeah. work out any of the we, we kind of can't handle yet. too many customers because we want the ones that start to be very successful yeah so we're a little sheepish about too much pt barnum at this stage yeah no that makes sense so there were a couple of themes that this brings to mind as we're looking at the whole industry writ large that it sounds like your solution can address. And that is the concept of omnichannel care and reconciling when patients are visiting multiple disparate systems, virtual care, right. in-hospital care, urgent clinic, whatever. Right. So that's your omnichannel side. And then there's the virtual care side and yep. what's going on with Which maybe is enabling just virtual care channel. consumer engagement. Yeah. yeah. And I think the the... the, the the trick, right? We did this big, meaningful use-based push. Yep. Clinical term of art, meaningful use. I'm not sure how meaningful it is, but legally it meaningful. meaningful. The time. Yeah. It got things to happen. More meaningful than not doing it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It got things to happen. Uh, but you ended up with many, many, many people who sort of think of themselves as the system of record, the center of gravity for a patient, even as, as we just discussed, yep. all these other approaches to care blossom up around those centers of gravity. And so... What I think established providers are going to struggle with is if somebody's an omni-channel patient, if somebody is touching care both in and outside of their kind of moat, data moat, can they handle them properly with the current technology environment or do they need to refer to some sort of system of patient's record? As opposed to system of buildings record. We're trying to get rid of the systems of record. I mean, this is something you probably remember us talking about for a while now. Sure. Ever since we started talking about Oh, I think that everybody PHM, needs really. their records. I oh, just yeah, don't think sure. that that's the necessarily the, the be-all end-all. Be-all end-all for clinical truth no. for a patient. And, and that's what be. we'd like to see, at least in this kooky band of venture-backed you know, digital providers come into being. So getting back, okay, so jumping off of the venture back, I'm going to jump off on a tangent here. Before we started recording, we were talking about health and hymns and, you know, the, the potential fight brewing between the two of them. And you just came from health. So you want to give me a little of your... I've been to, your HL, I've been to health both. and Vive and now I'm at hymns. Yeah. And I think, I, I, as I said in my opening remarks, I rec- recommend them for those who haven't seen them here at the hymns. I don't know if there's a website or whatever, but... The idea at Hims that the people who make software are the vendors and they stay in the basement in a pit and then you go in occasionally for free cocktails and get preyed upon. Then you go back up into the lofty classrooms for PowerPoints of truth about you know, what we should do is a little bass backwards. I, I think that technology moves at orders of magnitude faster pace than uh, care protocols and probably the two groups should kind of get together. And what I think is interesting about these digital health companies and, and, and the HLTH conference that seems to cater to them is that they don't have that stark delineation between 
Were you at the Boston uh, sort of one? the software makers. I was, yeah. It was and definitely the, uh, broken apart for that one. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know, end up with not a lot of time to sort of wander. Yeah. But the vibe I got at, at those conferences was not, there was a, you know, the, the, the software people were up in the classrooms and the provider people were hucking their wares on the floor. Yeah. There wasn't this delineation of the two. Okay. And I think that's real. I think that that's the way care will evolve best. And I think if you're here to work on your career, I think that's the vein, the swim lane you want to get in. Uh, you don't want to be in a provider organization that can't code. And not only do you want to be in a coding organization that can't provide necessarily. So I hope that HIMS cuts onto this and uh, and tries to move these two tribes together. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Okay, so jumping back into what you're doing with this, yeah, um, tell me a little bit more about what you see as being kind of the big goal. Like, what, how do you know that you'll succeed with this? What's going to feel like? A well, I mean, come on. You know, the great thing about entrepreneurship is success. You, you never succeed, right? You just well, yeah. <laughs> clear the next false peak so you can see the peak that lies beyond, and then start. But on you're your also, climb product, you know, you're a repeat entrepreneur, so you've been through yeah. the cycle a few times. It you is, know that there's always a point where you feel like you have succeeded with this venture. Well, you're right. So you know, obviously, <laughs> Zeus, we wanted to get funded. Check. No longer considered success. You know, we wanted to recruit a stellar team. Check. No longer considered success. We've got. We want to have customers. You okay, know. How about the Check. impact? How will you gauge whether or not you have well, been successful say, in like, as far as the impact yeah, it's had? I would like to see. I don't believe that healthcare has experienced network effect. I, agree. I don't believe that the magic of multiple entities making a network stronger and stronger and seeing order of magnitude more value for their efforts by virtue of their connection to others kicking in yet. It's all kind of a top-down, sort of waterfall-type approach to management and care delivery. I think Zeus is the right architecture for people to kind of check into a channel on a patient and check out to take full advantage in an instant of all the work that's gone on before by others on a patient without getting slowed down uh, and thereby sort of just create some network effect. I think it's a platform that can be used to provide uh, a basis for a new kind of provider network. You know, instead of like, okay, we do dermatology because we paid a dermatologist a million dollars to move here to Cleveland and we got him an apartment and we, you know, now we got to get him a coat. Yeah, (laughs) you know, now it's like, hey, I found this brilliant dermatologist. His wife is in uh, a fellowship in Paris and he is so good with this kind of lesion. So we've added him to all of the lesions that look like that. You know, we pay him a hundred bucks and he spends nine minutes and he's happier than a pig and shit over in Paris, you know, and we've got this unbelievably precise set of diagnoses and prescriptions that we would never get sending to the one guy who tries to do all derm for everyone. Yep. You know, that is a, that is, that could be normal uh, in a Zeus world. Outside of a pandemic kind of Outside situation. of a pandemic. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's the fondest wish for Zeus. Okay. So... You're pretty well known for being a bit of a firebrand in the industry and having some good hot takes. So I wanted your hot take on the platformification that's been happening in the space and just everybody trying to be a platform. Obviously, well, what you're doing makes sense, but you know, a lot of these other companies, it's kind of a questionable I, 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 avenue for them to I, I respect and support and encourage people trying to platformize. My take on it is that if your fondest wish when you go to bed at night you know, you're one more thing, baby Jesus, before I close my eyes, you know, p- 
please make it really hard to never refer away from me. <laughs> you, you, you're doing a good job at sort of preserving a, a health system that's been there for a long time and provides a valuable community resource, but you aren't really creating the liquidity that a good platform would create. Yeah. So my perspective is to come and find this sort of band of outcasts, this, this new kind of more disruption please type crew that actually selfishly, you know, wants in, in their selfish evil bill and evil Ted's excellent adventure, data is all shared. Like yeah. that's the greedy thing for them is that it, it works seamlessly. You can see everybody else's homework before you try to take the test. That, if I'm right, most of the people who talk about platformizing themselves will struggle. But there's so many ways of going on. There's so much improvement to go on in so many levels. You know, Innovacer, where I'm on the board, you know, they have a unified data model across all their customers, and they're just amazing at integration and ingestion across all kinds of systems. Their customers don't really want to share the data, but they could, yeah. you know. So that's pretty close and, and certainly ideal for those who, who are where they are on sharing. But I don't, I don't, I don't, no one knows, right? You know, these, these, uh, the Disney guy talked about asynchronous war is the way to go. Like, nobody knows the kook <laughs> that's going to make this shit work. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm already too fat and well-heeled and, 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 you know, get too many interviews too early in my company's lifestyle to be the right one, a uh, life cycle to be the one to do it. I'm certainly trying to be scrappy and trying to be focused on a narrow you know, use case and, and make, that, make that viral growth happen. But, but we'll see. There might be another guy down the hall here who's going to do better. Okay. So how does what you're doing compare to some of these other data plays that are trying, like Truveta or what Epic's doing with Cosmos? I guess Cosmos is all de-identified and it's right. more about the data play. So how is what... I guess how is what you're doing going to be either well, competitive are, or complimentary to that? As one would imagine, right, there, the data is sort of where it is. But in this world where the atomic unit upon which everything is built is the claim, there are charts and other piles of data that feed the creation of claims that people try to monetize and use for all kinds of things. The claim is actually kind of a crappy oh, terrible. sort of echo of care. Yeah, oh, and, and the care is a crappy echo of symptoms, right? You're in there all day feeling something and it's getting a little worse. Is it getting worse? I can't tell. God, it's really hard to pee today. Like, is that me? You know, that, that's going on all day. And then all of a sudden, it's all kind of crunched into a seven-minute moment with your pants down on wax paper with a doctor. You know, it's like, ah. <laughs> uh, and then the doctor takes the seven minutes and tries to crunch it into a code yep. with a bunch of backup codes that explain why that code and not some other code, yep. right? And then that data, that weird crunch up of a crunch up of a crunch up, that's the data that everybody's fighting about, fighting over. Well, they are like, now. <laughs> have at it. You yeah. know? I don't know. What I'm more interested in and what the, the center of a gravity, the atomic unit of these digital health companies is that continuous feeling. How are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? What's your blood glucose now? What's your blood oxygen level now? Samir's here. Like, <laughs> is mom moving around today? Is she yeah. moving faster, slower? Is she kind of holding on to the furniture a lot? That's the stuff that doesn't make it to the chart. That's the stuff that will really evaluate whether this or that drug works or this or that rehab works yep. or this or that doctor's any good. That's the stuff that we don't have yet. Yeah. So I, I'm sort of like... Hey, you guys, you guys keep the claims okay. uh, and the, the CCDs. Like, we're, those are all now 
sort of legally required sharing, and yep. we're going to share them too, and we aren't going to sort of guard them, you know, like Golem and say, ha you know, I have more cancer people than you, you know. What, what I'd like to do is encourage these new providers to get everything, yeah. just all of it. Give, don't worry about separating signal from noise. Give me the signal and the noise. And now we'll start to learn from it. Now yeah. we'll start to get upstream on the cause of disease and the effectiveness of care. 